we're back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Nerd Merge Presents Unmerged. I'm Jeremy. I'm Seth. Kevin. Chris. We kind of got off to a rough start on the first episode of Nerd Merge, which led us into the second episode of Nerd Merge that I fucked up, and then the third episode of Nerd Merge, which my computer fucked up. So now we're back trying to restart Unmerged Podcast. So let's see how good this actually goes. We'll see how well it actually goes. And that's Kevin's phone. It's uh, it's it, it's his birth giver. It's my it's birth giver. It's, I was gonna say it's the people who made Captain America: Civil War thanking him for his support. <laughs> <laughs> the one supporter that they have. Yeah. And it's me. Yes. But um, the um, go ahead. I'm sorry, Jeremy. No, you go ahead. The podcast has been on a rough start because of me, but I'm trying to get it back on track. We have the match head, which is going strong. It's early into season two, right, Chris? Oh yeah. So we have that, and then and everything things get, else. Mm-hmm. Things are going to get weird this season. Um, things are going to I'll just say this: that um, well, some of the founders of Nerdmers have had to sit in on a few of those podcasts just to just to make sure that things got to the right amount of weird. Yeah. So you guys have no idea what we have in store. Are we going to put you back in the basement? <laughs> I may end up back in the basement after and, and, season two in that Arby's that no one really knows where it's at. It's in the cage. It's an Arby's. It's an Arby's. It's I an Arby's. St- I still have the keys to the cage. Oh, no. We jangle them in front of Chris whenever we want him to do our bidding. It's true. <laughs> Remind so, him of like, where he could be. But anyway, enough self, uh, enough uh, uh, shameless self-promotion. Uh, so let's go ahead and let's uh, let's get started on you know one of the things that I think is probably uh, on everyone's mind right now here at the beginning of February, and that's, well, March. And more specifically, Logan. Logan. The trailer has been absolutely fantastic in my view. Yes. I'm worried. This is, you know, I'm really excited to see it. I love, of course, Old Man Logan by Mark Millar, you know. And I know that they're basing it on that. They're not saying, okay, this is Old Man Logan. They're just taking things from it. And I understand that. But I don't know, after the past couple solo Wolverine movies, I've just, you know... Um, you know, I feel a sense of trepidation. You know? Right. Like, because the Wolverine was good up until we got to the giant metal samurai. And the silver I was, samurai. I was no longer on board. Yeah. You know. I mean, yeah. I mean, you got, you know, four-fifths of a movie that's amazing. And then that last part, kind of the third act. Yeah, it, it really kind of kills a little bit. Um, but at the same time, I mean, it's... I don't know. The, the trailer, what we've seen so far, I think this is the Wolverine movie that we've all kind of wanted to see because it's, it's always been alluded to you know Logan's well it's just, just the pain he goes through every day you know just existing yeah. and being himself and you know having to try and reconcile what he remembers of his past and you know who he is now in the present and then you know now we get a Logan who his healing factor is diminished he's getting older and you know the X Men are no longer there anymore. Yeah, the the mutant population has shrank drastically. Right, and so you know he's got, you know, and then something happens, and uh, you know this girl who is his clone, as you see in the, you know, the lead scene in Apocalypse. Yeah, and so, yeah, I mean, and and so I mean he's got to make this choice here, you know, to be continue to be selfish and 
kind of like go the route he's always gone or really take this girl under his wing and you know care for her almost like a parent yeah and so yeah I mean I think I think really the uh, the first trailer of Logan really especially with the with the scenes we got and the music you know Johnny Cash is hurt you know really showed us the 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 mental physical and and emotional emotional turmoil that you know being the Wolverine has taken on Logan so I'm excited for it I really am I am too yeah I think uh, Patrick Stewart actually reprising the role of Professor Xavier is going to add that extra element to it that we need it's uh, him offering Logan the chance to correct his path sort of it's going to be good Um, yeah like a path of self-redemption yeah and that's the thing about Patrick Stewart. You know, we talk about the the film being adapted from Mark Millar's, you know, Old Man Logan. Um, I think having Professor X come in, uh, taking on the role of, that was originally occupied by Hawkeye in the comic is well. I mean, you have to because you can't have Hawkeye. You know, not in this one because you know Marvel and what have you. But. Yeah, I mean, in all the movies in the cinematic universe of the X-Men, it has been that, you know, Professor X has kind of been that constant mentor for Logan, you know, helping guide him through these these emotional and mental struggles that he's had. Yeah. And so I think it's kind of appropriate now that Professor X, uh, being debilitated by Alzheimer's himself, you know, and having Logan take care of him, I mean, it's, it's I don't know, it's kind of fitting. You know, it's like, it's like an aged... You know, Butch casting the Sundance Kid, almost, and then you know, of course, them getting rid of the Hulk, they have to, of course, but then bring in the Reavers, and in the comics, the Reavers were brutal. Thinking back on Chris Claremont and Mark Silvestri back in the eighties, man, the Reavers were brutal. They, you know, did a number on Wolverine, uh, essentially beat him so bad that his healing factor was a non-factor, diminished it greatly. And so he was kind of left, you know, without that healing ability that makes him so dangerous. But I think the way they've incorporated them in has, has been a good, uh, a good way of doing that. And then, of course, you know, X twenty three. Yeah, yeah. Well, according to an interview with Digital Spy, Hugh Jackman said that Logan will not be a direct continuation of any previous X Men film. He said, "It's not only is it different in terms of timeline and tone; it's a slightly different universe." Mm-hmm. So, it, are we take are we to take that you know to say that this is a completely different timeline that we're seeing this in, and it's in no way related? My thinking is that with the events of Days of Future Past, that really reset everything that happened as far as like the first, second, and third X-Men movies. Yeah. You know, obviously. Yeah. And then I think, um, you know, you see him, he, at the end of Days of Future Past, you know, his mind goes back to the future and it's completely different. And I think we're going to pick up from that point. Something is going to happen after that point and it's going to, we're going to get the events that we see in in Logan. (laughs) Well, I mean, at one point didn't Logan say that all the mutants were dead? Yeah. But and see, here's the thing too. You know, in, in the Logan, the newest trailer, he has that X Men comic. Yeah, and he says, you know, it, it might have it it might have happened that way, but it's not entirely accurate the way it happened in, in the comics. So I'm thinking, I don't maybe know, either like like a follow up of the House of M and Messiah Complex, maybe or something like that. No, I, I was gonna say is that maybe it's 
all this stuff that happened like in X, you know, one, two, and three, and all that stuff. Now it's just kind of it's it's just a story for a comic book within, you know, the the new universe, the new continuity they've established, or maybe the fact that you know all that stuff was reset, and all the adventures that we see getting ready to happen at the end of Apocalypse. You know, again, if you look at the comic and you look at the costumes, they're kind of reminiscent of some of the designs and schemes that you're seeing at the end of Apocalypse. Yeah. So maybe all that stuff that happens from the end of Apocalypse to up to this point, maybe that was chronicled in a, in a comic book format. You know? So maybe that's what we're kind of seeing there. You know, like someone is taking these things that have really happened in real life and they're putting them into a comic book and, and altering the stories and things like that. So, and maybe that's what he's referencing. Do we think well, they'll replace uh, Wolverine after Hugh Jackman's done? Or kind of give him, put him on the back? Well, I think off? this movie's also going to give him a chance to kind of pass off the torch to X-23. If Logan, uh, if he were to die at the end of the movie, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be either. Because Hugh Jackman said that he would be okay with bit roles, mm-hmm. but he doesn't want to play Logan in a full-length feature film anymore. Yeah. So if this takes place in a far future in an alternate timeline and Logan dies, that pretty much ends his Wolverine movies. But he can where the X Men series is currently taking place in the eighties, yeah. as of right now, he can still pop up. Yeah. And do bit parts in that or even Deadpool, which I know Ryan Reynolds is pushing for him to pop up in Deadpool. So it ends maybe his time as Wolverine and then still allows him to come back in these, you know, uh, movies that take place in the past. Yeah, I mean, this last trailer... He also didn't know that wolverines were an actual animal when he took the role. Yeah, and you see that in the very first film, you know, he takes those... He, he's acting almost like, you know, a wolf with a yeah. sense of smell, which that's one thing that... That's one of the powers that wolverine has always had. You know, that sense of smell and, yeah. and everything. But, I mean, he, he's, he kind of plays that up. And, and that's one, one thing, I mean, watching the movie, the first movie... It never occurred to me that okay, he's trying to act like a wolf. Yeah, it never, it never came up. But yeah, once I think this one, I, I think one thing that we've always wanted out of a Wolverine movie is just the berserker fury, the violence, the bloodlust, the gore, the killing. We got a glimpse of that in the cameo scene in Apocalypse. Yeah. And it was, oh man. And it was well done in Apocalypse. It wasn't so over the top that, that, you know, the rest of the film became unwatchable. Right. But my big thing, and, you know, I understand why they're doing it. It's his last outing as Logan. It's supposed to be a a brutal story. Mm -hmm. And I get that. My thing is the decision to make it R is, I don't know, it feels kind of strange because he's been in all these other movies that were PG-13 at at the max Mm -hmm. you know like oh yeah your kid likes Wolverine he's watched all these movies of Wolverine but he can't watch the new one you know that that almost seems like a bad idea as far as you know marketing goes but I I, I also understand why it's rated R yeah and that's one thing they've I think we've seen here especially in recent years comic books and and comic book movies um, and you know and credit Deadpool with this you know, we got a superhero movie or, you know, comic book movie that, you know, was R-rated. And that's one thing that I think they were all afraid to do is, you know, hey, let's push the envelope. Let's go with an R rating. You see Marvel do it being very kid and family friendly. Yeah. And, 
you know, that's one thing that fans of Wolverine have always wanted. They because Wolverine is not family. a family family friendly character. He's not. That's that's true. And so I think that they're really taking. Obviously, you know, it being Hugh Jackman, he said, "This is my last outing." Okay, this is the last chance we have to make a Wolverine movie that really the fans want want and deserve. I really enjoyed X Men Apocalypse. Yeah. I like where the X-Men franchise is presently. Right. And it's sad to see Jackman go, but hopefully this will be the first solo Wolverine movie where he goes out on a high note. Yeah. Because the other solo Wolverine movies were not all that great. Yeah. we. I've not watched Origins all the way through. You don't, you don't need to. Uh, no. I don't think. It's unnecessary. <laughs> it's... And then, they, of course, the Wolverine Again, we've already talked about that. Started out phenomenal. Oh, I loved it. Kind I loved it up until the Silver Samurai. The Silver Samurai. And I was like, this became unrealistic very quickly. I mean, you have to have a suspension of disbelief, regardless. Right. But there's just something too over the top about it for the story up to that point. Like, right. You know, up to that point, it was fairly grounded. Like you're like, okay, I could this. You know, this is believable. Mm-hmm. But then, it, to me, with to the viewer, this the Silver Samurai required a much more suspension of disbelief as to what we got prior in the film. Like, it was just there all of a sudden. You're like, oh, well, that wasn't even remotely hinted at. Yeah. You know, if they could have hinted that that was happening, like Wild Wild West. Mm-hmm. You know, at, just at random, it seems like Loveless has a giant spider that he's riding around in. But really, it's hinted out throughout the entire film, so it's not that big of a shock when it actually happens. You don't... But, you know, the the Silver Samurai is the opposite of that. Like, you didn't know that was coming. Right. And you know, look at the history of the Silver Samurai as far as the comics as well. I mean, that just kind of came out of nowhere. Really, the only thing they have in common is the name. Yeah, I think one thing we've seen here uh, in the last few X Men movies is Logan and, and Hugh Jackman. And it's, it's weird. I, I meant to say Hugh Jackman. I, I said I said Logan. You know, this, he essentially has become to embody that character. Yeah, like he's you know you just when you think of Wolverine, you think of Hugh Jackman. Yeah. And one thing he's, they've done a good job of, I think, is gradually passing the torch. Because if you look, especially after X-Men 2 and X-Men 3, it was kind of Wolverine and the X-Men. Yeah. And so... Which you know, sounds and, like a really weird punk rock band, Wolverine yeah. and the X-Men. Well, they, they had the, the, the cartoon show, yeah. Wolverine and the X-Men, after that. Which, you know, kind of proves the point. But, you know, he was the only X-Man to get his own solo film. And and so I think what we've seen here, especially with, you know, first class, the first class run, uh, he's kind of, the movie producers are, you know, passing the torch from that character to carry the franchise to these other characters. You've got, of course, Magneto and, and Professor X, James, uh, McAvoy, James McAvoy, um, Jean Grey, yeah, um, Fassbender, yeah, Fassbender, yeah. Then you have you know uh, Quicksilver, yeah. They gave oh yeah the the fact that Quicksilver hasn't had his own film yet is is mm-hmm. uh, disheartening. I think because it seems like they're giving solo films out to the wrong people since Quicksilver doesn't have a solo film. Right. I feel that would be a genuinely entertaining film. You know, just kind of do it in the style of. Of the two films that he's been in, mm-hmm. uh, Apocalypse, what was on for that Days of Future Past, yeah. yeah, do it in the in the style of those two films and have it based on Quicksilver, maybe 
coming to terms with the fact that his father is Magneto. Yeah. Because that was touched on in Apocalypse, but right. it never really went anywhere. Yeah. And, uh, you know, do a, a film kind of based on that. And uh, that would be a hell of a flick. I oh, yeah. Watch that. I'd be happy to watch that. Yeah. I think whenever I think of that and the way they've done the Quicksilver uh, scenes yeah. in the last couple of movies, I really see it, if they did do a solo Quicksilver movie, I really see it kind of being reminiscent of Deadpool. Maybe not, you know, of course, the, the profanity and the you yeah. know, jokes and everything, but, I mean, just that type of, you know, funny, feel-good vibe. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I would want out of a Quicksilver film because he's, he's a serious character. He used to be taken seriously, but he's also kind of a lighter character, a more relatable character. Yeah. Like, you can't, you know, say in Apocalypse, you really couldn't relate to somebody like Jean Grey or right. Magneto. Like, these are hard characters. I mean, you, you like the characters when you watch it, but you can't really relate to them. Well, uh, I will say, you know, dang, Magneto and Apocalypse. Yeah, Magneto. Yeah, I mean, uh, he, you could definitely. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, I could really relate to Apocalypse. Doesn't well, mean you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Quicksilver himself, just as a character, like, he's a character you look forward to appearing. And you know he's coming. You just, it, when he shows up, you're like, yes. Like, it's. And it's and they've always really done, done a good job of letting of introducing him. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I, I think they've done a really good job of passing the torch from you know having Wolverine carry the franchise to um, letting some of these other characters as a whole carry the franchise like yeah. it should be. And so I think you know it's going to be a good wrap up for the character that we've come to know and love. I think so. And you know you get. He gets Patrick Stewart one more time. As that's Charles what you really want. And, you know, he uses profanity. So <laughs> That's all I've ever wanted is Patrick Stewart to use profanity. Yeah. The last, yeah, the last trailer that we got, the, the Red Band trailer, and the ones that released overseas, you know, he, he drops a couple of F-bombs. And you're and like, it's, what? It's great. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm really excited. I'm really pumped for that. I, I really think that Wolverine in this last outing is Logan can I don't I really think it's going to be probably the best I have a feeling it might be the best comic book movie we have all year I really do just you, you look at the story that they're trying to tell just from the trailers you look at again the characters the setting they're in and I really think it has the potential to be the best comic book movie of the year I mean all due respect to Wonder Woman Justice League and and you know, whatever else Marvel's putting out. Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man Homecoming. But I really think Logan's going to be the, the one to beat this year. It'll be bittersweet. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Part of me, I mean, it's to me it's kind of underrated, the X-Men series, by comparison. I mean, granted, it is held by Marvel. But then again, at the same time, it's given it's put up by a different company. It's, right. It's put up by Fox. Yeah. So, you know, in the kind of the, the comic book movie universe, you have the DC films with Warner Brothers. You have Disney and Marvel, and then you have Fox. Right. And to me, Fox is always kind of the underdog. Mm-hmm. Like, Apocalypse, I thought was great. Yes. But, you know, but it, you know, everybody was talking about Civil War, and everybody was talking about, you know, uh, Batman versus Superman. So, mm-hmm. um, Apocalypse kind of got looked over. Yeah. And I thought that it was definitely a comic book gem. Oh, yes. Yeah, they, they've done an amazing job. I mean, yeah, I mean, everyone likes to, you know, look back 10 years ago or whatever and harp on, you know, X3. 
That's easy to do, though. That's, yeah, but, I mean, you look at everything. like finding a carcass on the side of the road. Yeah, but, I mean, people forget, you know, the first X-Men movie. And, you know, it was good. The first two were good. Yeah. The second one, yeah. You know, based off God Loves, Man Kills. Yeah. Great, great adaptation. Great movie. And then, you know, you look, you had a misstep with X-Men Origins, Wolverine. Yeah. And, you know, X-3. But then the Wolverine was pretty strong. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, yeah, it fell off there, Tim, but it was, a good, it was a good show. But then you have Days of Future Past. You have, you have First, class. First, class. First Class. Awesome. Yep. Days of Future Past. Amazing. Yeah, that was easily probably one of the best comic book movies, period. And then you have Apocalypse. Apocalypse was, was great. a really good show. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they've made some really strong movies, and they've done a really good job with the X-Men. And I'll say this, a lot of people are saying, you know, X-Men should go back to Marvel and let them do it. No. That's actually one. Fox, uh, Marvel executive said, Fox is doing it right. Yeah. He's like, we have nothing to complain about, you know. Yeah. Fox has handled the X-Men perfectly, yeah. pretty much. And I, like, like we said, I think they've really geared it up here to A, okay, we're going to, let Wolf, let let Logan and Wolverine fade off and ride off into the sunset. We're gonna let this new X twenty three. We're gonna let her take up the mantle of Wolverine like she has in the comics. Yeah, uh, they've set that up great. And like I said, they've done a good job here with these last few movies of letting the other characters take up the torch of the franchise. And so I think I think you know we're, we're set up to to have some really good stories with the X Men. Here in the, you know, in the in the future, I'm really I just can't say enough how much I'm looking forward to seeing Logan. <laughs> so, you know, to see him go out the way, you know, Logan should go out. Yeah. Claws tearing and ripping and cutting and just like my problem, mate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I believe. If I'm correct, that as interesting as this has been, I believe we're out of time for this episode. We might be, yeah. I, th- I think so. 